Oh, Stevie D, you hear that music? It is time. The NFL is back, and I am so happy. I know we had, on our last episode, we were talking about the dog days, and we were talking about the wrap-up of training camp and you know some of the guys who got cut. But now it's for real, Stevie D. I, I, I yearn for this time of the year. I mean, there, it's just there's something about getting ready for the NFL season. I think every fan feels the same way. And I, you've touched on this in the past, right? Because no matter how good your team is or how bad your team is, you, everybody starts fresh at 0-0, zero, zero, and the outlook is great, right? And, and you feel like going into the season, okay, we got this. And then typically by week four, half those teams kind of roll off into obscurity. But as of right now, it's just – Well, I think there's – there's one team that's starting out thinking, uh, well, maybe next year. I'm talking about the boys Miami. in South Florida. Yeah, Miami. Oh, boy. That dumpster sale, fire sale, whatever you want to call it, is on. But, you know, Coach Flores says, you know, we're not tanking. Yeah. Did you hear yeah. that already? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, nah, you know, and, and what, what else is he supposed to say, right? Well, I just hope he just he doesn't get done like the guy out in Arizona after one year. Yeah, Steve Wilkes. Hey. Yeah. Horrible move by the Cardinals. Horrible move, even though they got uh, Cliffy over there. Uh, but still, just a bad move. It, you got to give the guy more than one year. I I didn't like the move. I don't like the GM, Steve Kim. Um, I, I think he's got to go. I don't like, even if you were not happy with Josh Rosen, I don't like the fact that you drafted the guy with the number 10 pick. You traded up to get him. And then all of a sudden you turn around and you trade him the following year. It, just a lot of things just point to signs of dysfunction over there. And I just hope that doesn't happen to, to Coach Florist over there in Miami. Now that Josh Rosen's over there. Can Josh Rosen be the the, the uh, coach killer? I don't know. But Fitzpatrick, yeah. Fitzmagic, he's back yeah. again. Well, this is true. Again. Does he get an opportunity to take out a third team in one division? I think that would be a record. I think that would be a record that one quarterback had the magic, and then it disappeared at some point and, and, and kind of ruined the franchise. So not that Miami could really be ruined because you really got nobody there. But it, it is funny that Fitzmagic beat out Josh Rosen uh, for the starting job. I'm really shocked that that you're not going anywhere anyway. Why play an old quarterback where Josh Rosen can get useful reps? Absolutely. I just, I, Absolutely. It's mind-boggling to me down there. And he's not even a rookie now. Right? If he was a rookie, he'd say, well, let him sit and watch the game so it slows down. Your sophomore year, you should be playing. Your sophomore year, you should be out there and, and you should be getting as many reps as possible. But, you know, Stevie D, we're, we're actually jumping right into it, right? So, again, let me, first, let me start out, right? Welcome, welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. <laughs> you got so excited we forgot the intro. I did. I did. I'm your host, Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. And Stevie D, we've already had our, our our intro, so now let's just jump right into it. And let's talk about the NFL for the 2019 season, and let's start with the AFC East. Our beloved AFC East, I must say. We are, a little, partial. We are a little partial to the AFC East. There's no doubt. There's a, if there's one thing that can unite us, it, it is – well, there's two things. It's the fact that we play in the AFC East, and it's our hatred for the New England Patriots. 
So that that's always a good thing. At, at that point, we we share a common bond. But the AFC East, I find it very intriguing. For the first time in so many years, I find it intriguing. Not for the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick and his, his band of Fitzmagics will will just absolutely employ implode uh, the Miami Dolphins, but you look at the Bills and you look at the Jets. Stevie D, this is shades of what? Well, for you guys, what, 1986, maybe, 87? Well, from an offensive standpoint, we're probably looking at 85, 86, 87 under Ken O'Brien when we had Wesley Walker, Altoon, Mickey Shula, Freeman McNeil, right? We were, we were pretty good. We had some good offensive numbers. Um, I, I like us offensively. It's the defensive side that we'll get into here in a second. But, yeah, it, it kind of brings me back where I'm actually excited to see the Jets' offensive play because it, has, it hasn't been like that. I, yeah, it's got to be since the mid-'80s where we really had a – you can say we had some playmakers, some weapons to, to, to score some points. So really and excited we had, about We had some battles between the Bills and the Jets in the-'80s. Definitely in the late-'80s. You know, I – I, I remember it fondly. I, I remember this one game where we were playing in the Meadowlands and the Jets were leading the Bills, driving late in the game. Kelly drops back and hits number 41. That would be your fullback, Jamie Mueller, for the game-winning touchdown. Oh, I don't remember that game. I think oh, you're making it up. How I think you're great up. was that? Oh, if you're with me, knock on wood. Actually, one of my most memorable knock on wood. That's hilarious. Um, actually, one of my more more memorable games, unfortunately, uh, was the year that Dennis Bird in 1992, when he got uh, paralyzed, or yeah. I should say temporarily paralyzed because he, he wound up walking again, um, is that uh, we went um, and played Buffalo. And you guys were so far. I mean, you guys were Super Bowl teams, right? And you guys were so far superior to the Jets, it wasn't even funny. But it's amazing when you see a fallen teammate and the emotions that go into a game and the laser focus that a team that had no shot of being Buffalo. And, and, and the Jets came and won that game for, for their fallen teammate. And Brian Washington, the safety, made the pick in the in the end zone to kind of seal the deal for the Jets. And, and so I, re, I remember that game vividly against a Jet, you know, Jet Buffalo game. So um, why, why do you have to remember a victory? Well, let me let me take it not? back. You, I, you I, remember the victory. I remember you 1975. Remember you live it in the past year, 1975. You want to go to the I mean, you want to go to 1968. I mean, what's next here? No, I'll go to 75 again. Go back on the road this time playing in Shea Stadium when number 32, not oh, Sonoris Perry, but your OJ Simpson takes it, takes the ball going to the left side. Oh, here we go. Being led by number 34, Jim Braxton. And the offensive line, also known as the Electric Company. Blah, blah. And little known fact, known as the Electric Company because they turn on the juice. But, yeah, I remember that. Set the record for 2,000 yards. Oh, beautiful. If you're with me, knock on wood. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like the way this, this is going at all here. But, all. all right, let, let, let's, let's talk about this at AFC East. Stevie D, I don't 
not because I don't like the Patriots, but I don't like the Patriots this year. Yeah. And, and, and I'm being yeah. serious. I, I don't like what, what the Patriots have done in the offseason compared to what they've lost in the offseason. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. a different team out there. Well, I mean, let's face it. At some point, Brady's got to take a step back a little bit due to age, although he, he's in phenomenal shape. You lost Gronkowski. Your, no, your first-round pick, Henry's on IR. I thought he was out for the year, but maybe I'm wrong on that one. Um, I just know he's starting the year on, on, on the IR. Um, I just uh, – their offensive line, I think Andrews is out. Um, they had to make some trades, one trade within the division with Buffalo. Yes, right? they did. Line depth. They had they had to get some old line depth, so their old line is kind of banged up a little bit. And and can can the the, the Patriots coaching staff kind of get those newbies in line to the schemes that they run and be effective? So for me as a Jet fan, I'm I'm happy that the Jets have the Patriots in Week Three because we may be able to catch them in a transition where not everybody's up to speed fully, right? And you can take advantage of that. Um, so I I am fortunate. I feel fortunate about that. No, do I think the Patriots are a fourteen and two team? No, I, I think those days are gone. Uh, but I see them. I see them at eleven and five because I, I I do like what the the Buffalo Bills have done. Um, I like some of the moves the Jets have done, um, and, and well, the Dolphins they're just giving them two wins. <laughs> so it, it really comes down to with the Patriots at eleven and five, and that eleven and five could be a lucky eleven and five. If they take care of business like they did in the AFC East in the past, yeah, but Stevie somehow- D, Stevie D, you, you you know that this game is one up front. You've already mentioned uh, some of the some of the uh, losses that they had, but I mean, think about it. You, they've you had lose- losses in the past, but they've had losses in the past. Yeah, but you're but you're they've losing, still won. You're losing a starting left tackle. That's huge. That's huge. You're losing your starting tight end who was a playmaker. Granted, he played hurt, but you're also losing the backup. Well, what he's... happens with Gronk, though, right? It's it, Yes, Gronk has missed games, but the presence of Gronk in the lineup is a scheme that you have to account for because it's not a wide out at that point. Now you're talking about a lot of times when you scheme for a wide receiver, you're scheming for the outsides. And you, you kind of know what Gronk was just this huge body in the middle of the field that just was – was a beast. And when you don't have, to your point, why they're not the same, is that when you don't have Gronkowski, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about their tight ends right now. Yeah, true. true I don't have true. to worry about Gronkowski running over my whole defense because he's the size of a Mack truck, right? Yeah, this, this, this is true. This is true. But I, I don't know. I do, I do not feel the the intimidation factor that that the Patriots once had, I think that's gone. I think, and as you mentioned, you know, the Bills and the Jets both have made significant moves. What, you know, when I look at the Bills, though, you know, just a segue away from the Patriots, the Bills let LaShawn McCoy go, which seemed like a stunner to everybody. But if you listen to some some of our previous podcasts, you heard it here first. Stevie D, we were. I was all over. Lashawn McCoy was not going to be on the Bills' starting roster. You were shocked. You were shocked. Yeah, because he still got speed and he still got moves. But you know, it's a lot of money when you look at McCoy. Um, when you look at his total cap number for 2019, could have been at nine million, I believe it was. But I don't think it's money. It it wasn't about money. Well, I, I no, I I do think money plays a factor. 
but you also have plenty of guys ready to take your spot that are that are ready to to play, right? You got the rugby star. Well, he he, he, he didn't make it. He didn't. He no. Yeah, I know. I I think that guy should have been on kickoffs. Went for like sixty-five yards for a touchdown. He should have been on kickoffs. He he's perfect for kickoff return. But no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why Shady didn't make it for a few different reasons. First and foremost, Shady was not a Sean McDermott guy. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, since they have come in and, and replaced Rex Ryan. They have gone through and they have basically gotten rid of every single player that was on the roster from the Rex Ryan days. That That's first and foremost. Second of all, Shady had a decline last year. Now, if you look at his, his previous two seasons, he was going for 1,500 yards, but all of a sudden last year he got hurt, injuries, plus he had off-the-field problems with his estranged girlfriend, wife, what have you you know, that dominated the headlines during during uh, training camp. And then I think he, he only rushed for about 500 yards. They went out there and they did a few different things. They signed Frank Gore. They signed TJ Yeldon. And then they drafted the rookie Singletary, who is the heir apparent to LaShawn McCoy. The handwriting was on the wall that McCoy was gone. There, there was no way you were keeping the four. If anybody was going to be cut out of that group, it would have been Yeldon. So Shady leaves, and, and he he didn't stay unemployed too long. And we'll talk about him coming up in just a little bit. He he, That was probably the fastest cut signing that, that I've seen in recent days. But, you know, one of the things that stands out for the Bills for me is, yes, they, they address some issues with wide receiver, but – I look on the other side of the ball. That defense is stout. They drafted Ed Oliver, got him with the the number nine pick, which I didn't think that they were going to be able to do. Uh, But just to watch the way that they swarm to the ball, and I'm seeing form tackling. That's something we haven't seen in years, right? So you have form tackling, and then you got a guy swarming to the ball. You have a great secondary. Matt Milano's coming back. I think the Bills are really going to compete for the division. And I think the Jets are going to compete for the division title, which means that going back to the Patriots, I don't see the Patriots up there. Well, nice segue to the New York Jets. And, um, you know, I love a lot of things the Jets did offensively. They they did pull a rabbit out of the hat to get Ryan Khalil out of retirement to shore up the center position. We don't know what we're going to get out of him from an injury standpoint. Um, he's been practicing with the with with the team, but he hasn't played in the game. You know, we'll see how that turns out. But I like offensively, a line is better than last year. But what makes me nervous, even though they still have Greg Williams, what makes me nervous is more of the the outside linebackers, the lack of a true edge rusher, which the Jets have lacked for many years, and outside of Tremaine Johnson, who we don't know if he's going to be the Tremaine Johnson under Greg Williams. Or the Tremaine Johnson on the Todd Bowles, right? Which one are you going to get? And if he has anything like he had last year, the Jets are in really, really tough shape in the secondary. We are going to get carved up unless somehow Greg Williams pulls a rabbit where he can. Now I know he's he's like a Rex, right? He can he he does things differently. He can bring pressure and 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 bring exotic type plays and blitzes and all that. I understand it, but at the end of the day. Can those exotic blitzes get the pressure to the quarterback 
fast enough before the secondary gives it up. Stevie and, D, you, you can look at Greg Williams as a free agent signing. That's a huge addition. No, it's a huge Jets. addition. The, the, the problem is you have an old GM. This is the problem when you fire the GM after the draft. We cut a third-round pick that was supposed to be hopefully an edge rusher, and we cut him. The guy gets fined $100,000 in training camp for missing meetings late to stuff. That's why the kid gets cut, right? So we've got Joe Douglas wants is bringing in his guys. It's evident with some of these moves he's making, these small trades, the waiver pickups. He's picking up Joe Douglas kind of guys, guys that he has scouted and worked with when he's with the Eagles and the Ravens and such. And so we're seeing the roster kind of change over to Joe Douglas guys. The problem is we still got a bunch of Mike McCagden guys. And so we're going through this, this phase. And that's why I just don't know if the jets are ready yet from the defensive side of the ball. Greg Williams can only do so much. Do we have enough of the playmakers to get after the quarterback to take the pressure off of our corners? And I, I just – I don't know if it's there. I mean, Jamal Adams is a beast. C.J. Mosley has to elevate these guys. He's got to elevate the front seven. I don't know how he's going to do it, but C.J., you're the man. You're the one that's getting paid the money. you got to be the quarterback of that front seven, and you got to elevate your players' games somehow. If, if the Jets really want to be at that level where you can say you can compete for a division title because you just said it, the, the Bills got better. The Patriots are still a good football team. But they got worse. Yeah, they but they're still worse. a good football team. But they're still a good football team. It's not like they're a bad football team or a 6-10, and 7-9, and 8-8 eight team. They're better than that. Maybe not in your eyes, but they're better than that. They're a well-coached football team. That coach is still there. They may be weak offensively, but that coach still knows how to coach the defense. So before you before you're writing off the Patriots, none of our teams have really challenged the Patriots in a way that you can say we're ready to take them. Do I think Buffalo is is better? Yes. Do I think the Jets are better? Yes. But enough to say that the Patriots are, are going to come down enough. I, I I'm not ready to say that from a from a Jets perspective because we have too many holes. We let go uh, uh, all pro kick returner. We let go an all pro kicker. Ask ask our boy over there in Cleveland. Yeah. Who's out of work right now? What say happens when name. you don't have a kicker? Say his name. Say his name. <laughs> I'm not saying his name. He's not going to get any more free pass. I'm, I'll free say pass. it. I'll say it. Roses are red. You're fired, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Poor Hugh Jackson. I tried to save you, Hugh. I tried it. It's, you know, it's the Italian side of me. Don't give it up, right? Uh, don't be a rat. Um, but And then if you look at the, the Bears, right, they didn't have a kicker. And they still don't have a kicker, right? Matt Nagy is still talking about last year. I mean, he went kind of off the reservation there for a second, talking about um, the Bills kicker. At some point, you got to let it go. But they still don't have a a, a kicker. So I I think kicking is a big deal. And and the Jets, I know they made the trade. I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name with Minnesota. You kind of like that trade by the Jets. But I got to see the kid kick. I haven't seen him in preseason. Right. You know how, how he can kick. All I know is that a team didn't want him. So how good is he? But you said the Vikings have a kicker, and he was expendable. So at least the Vikings got some type of compensatory pick from the Jets for this guy, so he didn't let him walk for nothing. So we'll see what the kid can do. 
But at, well, at the end of the day, we, we let two all pros going, and now hopefully we're going to hope to mix and match. I, I think it's I think the Jets, uh, and I'll, I'll say it, I, I see the Jets as a four-win better team than last year. I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I'm trying to be objective. Do I want to say, yeah, they're 10-6 and six team? Yeah, I'd love to say they're a 10-6 team. But I'm I'm going to go eight and eight and 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 hope for ten and six. But I, I really see them as, as an eight and eight team, and and I think the defense is what's going to um it's going to stall us. So Stevie D, let let let's let's move down I guess I ninety and yeah. let let let's head over to what used to be called the mistake by the lake. This team they're, is stacked. They're not making any mistakes right now. Let me tell you. They got rid of Hugh. Once again, he gets another shout-out. They got rid of Hugh. Freddie Kitchens comes in, and like you just said, they are loaded, loaded. And it's going to be fun. You know, it will be exciting to watch the Cleveland Browns play. What? Can you say that again? Did you? Wait a minute. I don't know if I heard you correctly. You said they're going to be – you're going to be excited – are people going to be excited to see the Cleveland Browns play? That, that's got to be. I, I did it. say. I did say that. Wow, it, it, it's going to be exciting. I, I'll tell you. And, and then wait after Week Eight. Oh yeah, boy, Mister Hunt joins him. Absolutely, yeah. but they they are loaded, and it, it's kind of funny when you look at the AFC Central. It, it is a division that has been completely turned upside down. A, a oh, complete yeah. and utter 180. Because the Steelers, they lost Bell and Brown. They lost potential two Hall of Famers. Absolutely. I mean, and, think and, about that. You just lost potentially two Hall of Famers that still got plenty left in the tank. That's incredible. And I think Juju is is an up-and-coming and has a bright future. I I like Juju, but I, I got to see you in the number one spot before I can say a- that you're absolutely. Absolutely. And who's throwing you the ball? Roethlisberger is absolutely on the decline. He's not getting the same Ben Roethlisberger that used to throw to Antonio Brown. He's getting a much older version and, you know, a broken down version. You know, you're, you're hoping that James Conner can put up the yards like he did last year and that he can truly be a Le'Veon Bell replacement, but we know that's not going to happen. So, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Juju, but I don't see the Steelers being that formidable of, of a, an opponent, and definitely they're not going to contend against what the Browns are doing. Yeah, I don't see the Steelers. Um, Lamar Jackson, I like Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens will have a decent season, but I, I don't see them as, as a playoff team. See, the, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson. I wasn't a fan of his at Louisville. Not a fan of his now in Baltimore. Just, just not a fan. You know, Baltimore to me, they, they, the biggest loss that they have was T Sizzle. You, you can basically say that that Ravens defense that we once knew is gone now. Oh, so, sure. There's no links now back to the old regime there. Absolutely. And I don't like anything about the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like Andy Dalton. Uh, I know the, the the Buffalo Bills fans liked him for a game, uh, but I am not an Andy Dalton fan. AJ Green not there. I just, yeah, they got Joe Mixon. I just not just not a fan of the Bengals. Uh, I don't know much about their head coach, so that just tells you right off. I, I just don't believe in the Bengals. So, 
Um, the, well, the head I, coach, he he is a Sean McVay disciple. Well, he's not Sean McVay, but he's okay. a disciple. <laughs> I was trying uh, to give him something. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it's Cleveland all day, um, all, all day, every day up there in that division. I, I and good for Cleveland. Uh, and they deserve it. They deserve a winner up there. And, and we'll see now if these kids can go out and, and get it done. Because on paper, we've seen a lot of teams on paper look dominant. And then they get to the season and either injuries or they sure. believe their own hype. And it, they're just they're – just, they're not who they thought they were. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like the opposite of Dennis Green, the late Dennis Green statement. Um, so, so, Stevie D, let, let, let's head south. Let, let's go south. And when we look at the AFC South – it it has to be the return of Andrew Luck. Hey, that it, it. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think I don't know if you saw the press news and all that. There was a whole big hubbub of Andrew Luck, and 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 he stepped away just in case he didn't know. Yeah, somebody somebody just whispered in my ear that that Andrew Luck retired. Yeah, he retired. Oh. Well, yeah. hold on. Let me let me get out my eraser now. Because now, <laughs> without Andrew Luck, the Indianapolis Colts, they they will be going for the number one pick in – well, they'll be battling the Miami Dolphins for the number one pick in next year's draft. No, here's what I'm going to say about them. They're not going to be as bad as you think. I know you're not as high in Jacoby Brissett as I like Jacoby Brissett. Um, I don't think they're a 2-14 and 14 team. I don't think they're 3-13. and 13. I think – with Jacoby, they got a running game. Look, they were still a good football team. I know Andrew Luck was a special quarterback last year, and he put up some special numbers. But I, I just don't see the the Colts being as bad as you may think. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Justin Abair will be wearing the white and blue with the little horseshoe on the side of the helmet next year. That's the quarterback from Oregon. Yeah, they, they're going to have to trade up and get him. Oh no, they hit, they'll be right there to take him. But when when we look when we look at the AFC South, now that Luck's gone, now that any any uh projection for the Indianapolis Colts to do anything there in that division, now it makes it a three-team race. Well, the Tennessee Titans, they're garbage, and they will forever be garbage. I, I have a little wow. Man, yeah, you gotta let that go, dude. You gotta <laughs> let that, go. that was a forward pass. Just let you know. That was a forward pass. It was on the line. That was a forward pass. But I digress. It really is a two-team race in this division, it, and it's between Jacksonville and Houston. It, 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 that's all it boils down to. Which team can sustain uh, and be injury-free? And which team can avoid the losing streak, right? Here's Anything more than a two-game losing streak will will do them in this year. I have Jacksonville as the sixth wild card seed, but I'm not giving anything to Doug Marone. Screw him. I know. And, and and his and his coaching decisions, and he makes things personal. And you know what? That came the bottom in the butt last year when he decided to put up all those points against the Jets at the end of the game. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's gonna cost him. And honestly, honestly, yes, they lost Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is a good running back. I don't call him a great running back. Is it a loss? Sure. It's it's a body there that you have. But do I think Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Miller is 
that much better than a Duke Johnson? No. Yes. No, no, I don't. Yes. He's Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller is above, is an above average running back. Don't don't you dare talk about my Duke Johnson. He's on my fantasy team and he's going to do well. Oh my goodness. Even though the fantasy gods thought it was not a very good pick. I still think Duke Johnson (laughs) in that round was a perfect pick. And I knew Lamar Miller was out on the ACL, and Yahoo Sports didn't know that. So <laughs> you got to give me a little bit on that one. But I think that the trade that they made just just the other day with, with Miami, bringing in Tunsil to certify, you know, the, to 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 the back end there on the, the left tackle position, they solidified that spot. You added a wide receiver in Kenny Stills. You you got DeAndre. You got uh, Will, yeah, Will, Will Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're stacked offensively. And Deshaun Watson is an awesome quarterback. And I think he it, he may, from a fantasy perspective, I think he's going to put up some crazy numbers. Um, and, and he's a guy that I should have thought about drafting, and I didn't. And I'm kicking myself um, because I, I like Deshaun Watson. I, I really like Deshaun Watson. And, uh, I do, and too. I think, I think the Texans – um, last year I, I had them just as where I was last year at the, at the three seed. And I think that's where they're going to slot again. And, uh, I can see them possibly going deep in the playoffs if they stay healthy outside of Lamar Miller. Well, not, not a fan of Bill O'Brien. Well, uh, I don't like Bill O'Brien either. Cause he's part of that whole Patriot Penn state tree. And absolutely, so, absolutely yeah. not, not a fan of, of Bill O'Brien, not a fan of Doug Marone. So now, now I'm stuck. Right, I, I'm stuck. I don't know which way to go. I, I'm going with the Jaguars only because there's going to be a lot of a lot of onus is going to be placed on the shoulders of JJ Watt, uh, and by losing Jadavian Clowney, uh, now now you can game plan against Watt and kind of take him out of the game. You don't have to worry about that other side, which exposes the Houston Texans defense, uh, and I think the Jaguars defense. Uh, even though they've had a couple injuries, I think they're still a very solid, aggressive, hard-hitting defense, ball-hawking defense. And then they, you know, call it what it will, it's still an upgrade. They went from Blake Bortles to Nick Foles. Nick Foles is fool's gold. Fool's gold. He's fool's gold. He may be. He may be fool's gold, but he's better than Blake Bortles. It's still an upgrade. Yes, Yes, yes. It's, it's yeah. still an upgrade. And Blake but, Bortles took you to the AFC Championship game two years ago. So he, who? He, what For what team? For Jacksonville. Who did? Blake Bortles when they lost to New England. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said Nick Foles. No, 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 no. Blake, Blake Bortles did. So, you know, that means that that team is, is solid. Right, you got a good running game. I think they bounce back. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in Doug Marone. Screw him. <laughs> so I, I have, I have Jacksonville coming out of this one. I, I do think the Jags are are going to be able to win in the AFC South. Uh, not sold, as I mentioned, on that Texans defense, but we'll see. We, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. The next one, Stevie D. We go out west. There's only one team. <laughs> Can we go to the NFC, please? I, 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 think, would, I think we know who this team is. And all these people out here in Kansas City, yeah, you know what we're talking about. I, I, I really was going to say 
The Raiders. But no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Knock on wood if you hear me. Hey, no, none for that one. <laughs> yeah, th- this is all about the all about the Kansas City Chiefs. And you know, yes, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what can you say? You know, you have tra- Travis Kelsey, you have Sammy Watkins, you have Tariq Hill. Now you I, add LaShawn McCoy. What? Yeah, but but it's 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 their other running back, Williams, is fast. The kid they drafted in the first round, and the name's escaping me who, who that is, but their team speed on offense is absolutely ridiculous. And Mahomes can throw the ball 80 yards. I mean, streak it, baby. <laughs> he just, just did a fly pattern, right? It's it's just unbelievable. You can stretch him out deep and then hit him over the middle. You can go short, and, and it's not a problem. It, it The weapons that they have, right? Even if somehow people are covered downfield, your outlet receivers between Shady and Williams, their first play in, in, in game three of the preseason, they hit Williams on like a wheel route, gone. And once he caught the ball down the sidelines, he cut it back towards the middle of the field. When I tell you, he was pulling away from people like it was nothing. And I'm just sitting to myself, I'm like, the team speed on this team, it's just absolutely sick. It's absolutely sick. Now, they're going to need it because, yes, they added Clark from the Seahawks in a trade. And yep. they added the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, as a safety. But I don't know if they have enough pieces on that defense where – you have to make sure the Chiefs are scoring 40 points a game. And if you go up against another team that, that's good offensively, uh, I, I don't I don't know how the Chiefs will win. Because their so, defense you gotta hope that you're scoring 40 points a game. So you you you're absolutely right when you talk about speed. They they drafted a kid Hardman out of Georgia. Thank you. Blazing four what is he like four three, something like that, four two. Something 40. I mean, just blazing. So you're gonna have him and Tyreek Hill out there. I the the field is just wide open for anybody. Anybody. And Mahomes is just gonna be just throwing it deep. I mean, you're you're gonna have to play cover three, cover four, because and you're gonna have to drop back. Yeah, you can drop back, but you know what? They they'll hit you on the underneath stuff. Absolutely. They're gonna and kill you underneath. And then those guys can fly when they get the ball in the hand. I mean, because let me tell you something. You get it to McCoy or Williams. Now you're in a running back that's got some space that's going to put some moves on you. Um, and and Williams is not, not going to be afraid to drop that shoulder either. Uh, they're just so dangerous, so dangerous. We, um, we saw but, them last year almost average 40 points a game. They, they, they will surpass that average this year. It, it's well, going to be unreal. In St. Louis uh, at the time, they were called the greatest show on turf. Yep. This is going to be called the greatest show on grass. Yep. Oh, this team is going so it's far superior to the what the team the Rams put out there. I mean, th- this team has there's no holes. I mean, you had Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. I'm like Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prohl really didn't do anything for me. Right, right. You had Marshall, of course, but I mean, you look at this team. Yeah, you know, whether it be Shady, whether it be Hardman, whether it be. Sammy Watkins, whether it be Tariq Hill. Now, hold hold on. Let me just stop for a second. I forgot to add Sammy Watkins in, in as the burner. He's another one that was a sub 4 440 guy. Yeah. Right. And they don't even use him in that fashion. No. 
they don't use him for the for the streak or the 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 deep post or anything like that. They just don't use him for that. That I mean, that's really more Tyreek Hill's game. But that's just so crazy that Tyreek Hill. If you if you go four wide, I don't know how you stop them. You you don't. You can't because, because even if you get pressure on Patrick Mahomes, it's almost like if, if you if you didn't watch the Chiefs last year, somehow you got to watch Patrick Mahomes because even if you get pressure pressure on Patrick Mahomes. It's 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 funny to watch him how he rolls out, and he's so fast. He knows where the pressure is. He rolls out so quick to buy more time, and then he can roll out some more and just keep creating more and more space for him to see downfield, and then he can just throw across his body on a dime in the other direction. It it, it just it's 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 magical how accurate he can throw on the run, throwing across his body. That's right. That's right. You you can't. Co- I don't know how you. I don't know how you can coach that. Other than you tell your defense, look, you can't get sucked in because just because he's rolling out to his right doesn't mean he's going to throw it to the right. Because his arm strength is so strong that he literally can throw it across the field to the left and still hit your receiver in stride. It, it's it's mind boggling. Um, the the powers. He, he's superhuman. I don't know how to put it. I don't even think he's human. He's a machine. I, He's I incredible. Don't, I don't disagree with you. The most but, phenomenal talent I've ever seen on a football field. And I thought I – and it's not probably not a fair comparison. I love watching Bo Jackson play in the short time he played. Um, Deion Sanders is another electric player that I actually love to play, although he went to Florida State. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of those kids that when he's on the field, you don't want to change that channel because you're going to see something – you may never have seen before, or just some magical plays. He's that special of a kid. So, Stevie D, that now while we stay in the division, the question is Zeke signed his deal, got paid, got absolutely paid. What's Melvin Gordon thinking? What are, what are, what are the Chargers thinking? They shut it down. They said that we're not going to negotiate anymore. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see Melvin Gordon in week six. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You know, one of those teams is going to have to is going to have to break. I I don't think it will. I think Melvin Gordon will report right before he has to. I, if the Chargers have any any hope of yeah. making it to the playoffs, and, and this, this no disrespect to Eckler or any any of the other guys filling in, they need Melvin Gordon in there. Th- that's you why are, I don't have the Chargers in the playoffs. They're, they're I think fighting. Melvin Gordon is is too much of a distraction. Well, they're fighting for a wild card. They have the team to make it to the wild card, but you you can ill afford to lose two or three games in the in the first quarter, first half of the season, and and still really have a legitimate shot at coming back and making the playoffs. You you can't do it. Next thing you know, now you'd have to run the table, literally, to to have a legitimate shot at, at the wild card because we already talked about the teams that potentially have a shot for that. I think Gordon's coming back in. It may be after week one, especially if they lose after week one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Melvin, can you can you come in and, and let's talk now? Oh, that that's gonna happen. Well, I guess that that's a wait and see. But without Melvin Gordon and and knowing that he's he's not signed, I couldn't. I don't think the Chargers are going to be anywhere as good as they were with 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 without Melvin Gordon. So I had them falling because. I didn't see him coming back anytime soon. 
let let Stevie D let let's change gears now. Let let's go into the NFC and we'll start with the NFC East. You, Honestly, it's, there's it's, not much to talk in this division. It, it's a it's a weird division. It is. It seems like, and, and tell me tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like there's so much parity in this division. You know, the Redskins were on a roll last year until everybody got hurt, yep. right? And, and, you know, what happened What happened to Alex Smith was just horrendous. Yeah, but, Horrific, that's a typical, horrendous. Yep. but that's a typical Alex Smith season. It is. Right? right? I, I'm going to get you 10, 11 wins, and we're, we're, we're not going to show up in the playoffs. And, and that's what the Redskins but were. But that's about. not what – I mean, he did. they didn't even make the playoffs because he got hurt. Well, got hurt. But, I mean, that's where they were trending to, right? Absolutely, they they were. But look at the division. I mean, you're going to have now that Elliott's back, the Cowboy. Oh, and don't forget about Jason Witten's back. But you have you you have the Cowboys who who can certainly lay legitimate claim to winning the NFC East. You have the Eagles who can lay, lay claim to winning the NFC East. You have the Redskins who have the talent. Even though they they are losing their all pro left tackle, but they definitely have the talent to be competitive. And then you have Daniel Jones, the Daniel Jones, the number six pick. He is going to take Manhattan by storm. Well, or or, or well, Atlantic City by storm. Well, Daniel Jones. Well, we'll see about Daniel Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Gettleman will either be a hero or he'll never be a GM again. Um, I think the latter. You know, I, I think the Eagles are interesting. I'm not a huge Eagle guy. Um, and I, I have the, the the Cowboys winning it. But, man, it's going to be awful close with, with the Eagles. It's going to be awful close with the Eagles. I think and they I'm all gonna, beat up on each other. I really do. I think all three of those teams, and I'll put I'll put the Giants in there. I'll put the Giants. In there. The Giants. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Who? saying the Giants are going to win the win the division, but the Giants will be competitive. Hey, look at you believing in Eli Manning. Wow. I, I'm believing wow. in Daniel Daniel Jones. That's my bitch. Well, actually, I, I'm believing in my number one draft pick, Saquon Barkley. That's who I'm believing in. So, so could. Eli be replaced by Daniel Jones, just like Eli replaced Kurt Warner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So now we head over to the central because that's about as painful of a division. I don't like talking about these too much. I'm going to break out in hives talking about the giants too much, Um, but you know, busting over to the central, that that's a really good division. You think so? I do. I do. I think I will flow. Right, the new coach LaFleur over there in Green Bay. Dude, what's up with Aaron Rodgers like male porn star kind of oh. mustache? It's kind of like right? <laughs> uh, weird. I, I saw that the other day. I'm like, come on, Aaron, you're better than that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but you, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers. I like to see what LaFleur is gonna do and, and allow Aaron Rodgers to kind of kind of run the show there offensively. We'll see how that works out. You know, the Vikings, I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy. Uh, but the Vikings are a good football team. And my, my boy, Matt, Matt Nagy with Chicago, other than getting a kicker, they better get a kicker in there. Oh, there's no doubt. I, I look at this as a, as a two-team race. I, the Packers, I think, have have reached the pinnacle, and now they are 
coming back down and they're going to stay down and you know say what you will the loss of mike mccarthy uh as a head coach is is a big loss for the packers i think that the bears and you mentioned matt nagy great coach great offensive mind he's going to get a lot out of the bears but i'm not sold on on mitchell trubisky their defense is stout yeah, but I'm not a. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan of Mitch Trubisky, but I think the way the offense runs under Matt Nagy, you can, you can take a, a Mitch Trubisky and be successful. Look at what Nagy and Reed did together with Alex Smith, right? Alex Smith, yes, he had some a couple of decent years with the 49ers, but he he stunk for many years, and I just look at what they were able to do to Alex Smith and make and take Alex Smith's career. I mean, Alex Smith's passer rating for the Chiefs, he was like 111 passer rating. I mean, he was no slouch as a passer rating. It was a very boring offense because they never went deep. He was like the king of the 10 to 15-yard pass play, but that's about it. But with Trubisky, I mean, they got some wideouts, and, and now they, they draft that kid, Montgomery, with Tyrick Cohen. They got two really good speedsters, really good backs coming out of the backfield to elevate that passing game uh, to help help Mitch out. So I, that's where I, I think the, the Bears offense is a little bit more, a little less reliant on Mitch Trubisky and leveraging um, their their um, playmaker abilities to help the quarterback. Well, they're definitely going to need to do that. Uh, when, when I when I look at Mitchell Trubisky. Wow, uh, Mitchell. Yeah, well, I'm wow. just – I'm going regular name. He's not getting Mitch to me. You know, when you when you look at Mitchell Trubisky, I just see an average quarterback and probably on the lower side of average quarterback. I, I have not really seen the development that you would think of from a number two pick. I, I think he is just average. Uh, he will certainly be aided, as you mentioned, by by the weapons that he has around him and, and also by the coaching that he has around him. But that's it. I, I don't see I don't see a leader to really complement that defense. That defense is stout. And that defense, if the Bears are going to do anything, led by Khalil Mack, that defense is going to be the one to really help the Bears score some points and to get out of some sticky situations. But to to win the to win the NFC Central, I don't see it happening. I, I see that going to uh, the the Vikings, the Norsemen, the Purple People Leaders. I see it going to that that group up there because I think that they have a more complete team. Uh, Delvin Cook is healthy again. You have both Diggs and Adam Thielen on the outside, and you may not believe in Cousins, but I'm going to tell you, you know, he's all about winning. Really? So. So, so yes, I think Kurt Cousins can win against uh, below 500 teams. We'll see what he does above 500 teams because that's where you earn your money. And uh, and he he didn't do that last year. He didn't play well enough in those games and lead his team to victories against good teams. Um, and you can say what you want about Trubisky, but he still quarterback teams that beat good football teams. Would you take Cousins or would you take Trubisky? Give me Trubisky, well, that's not baby. The- Kurt Cousins is fool's gold. Ah, there you go again with this fool's gold. He's fool's gold. Yeah, wait wait till after week one and I tell you that Sam Darnold is fool's gold. And, oh, and look at what you got. you know we're going to beat those Buffalo Bills. You're yeah. just admitting it right now. Oh, ah, 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. you wish. You wish. Yeah, 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 fool's gold. Nothing. Because you know he's going to light your team up. And this way right. he's going to save Yeah, keep dreaming. Yeah, keep all right. Dreaming. All right. So all right. That, that's the central. So let's go to the south. The dirty south. And we head to the dirty south. And, you know, the, the when you looked at the NFC south, it used to be that every year a different team <laughs> would win the division. And, and they ran – all teams ran through it, right, whether it be the Bucks, the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers. They they all had their shot, and, and they all had deep runs. Well, that kind of changed, and it became the Drew Brees division. I, I You know, I don't even consider Matt Ryan, who has been nothing after that 28-3 just debacle in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan should have beat the Patriots. What are you thinking? But ever since then, I mean, the the Falcons really just are kind of like, they're almost kind of frozen, stuck in time. Not really making big-time accomplishments. They lose Tevin Coleman, so that's a big loss for them because they were a a two-headed monster in the running game. You have Julio Jones, who's always hurt, and he's, he's hurt again. So I don't see the Falcons doing it. The Panthers, the Panthers are going to be that team to me. And and tell me if you agree with this, DVD. There's that team that you look at and you say they could be, but they just never reach, you know, that pinnacle. They never reach that zenith of where, where you would expect them to be. And they have a great quarterback, but, yeah, I, I don't know what it is about the Panthers. No, I agree with the Panthers in that statement. They they have some playmakers, but yet there's still something about them that I don't know if they'll – and I don't know if it's the coach, Ron Rivera, that I know they he took them to Super Bowl. They went 15-1 and won that one magical year. Um, I just don't – I don't know if Ron Rivera – it's almost like <laughs> – this is bad, this is bad. Tony Dungy to, to John Gruden. Like they, they went to John Gruden to, to get them over the hump. And I don't know if Ron Rivera <laughs> – I don't know if Ron Rivera – and then, well, John Gruden then run him all into the ground right after that. But <laughs> <laughs> Fool's gold right there, Tampa. Fool's gold. Um, but, um, I, I think this is Saints all the way. Um, I think Drew Brees is, is – at, at his age, he's still performing at a high level. He's still got plenty of payment. I mean, you got Camara. Michael Thomas, you you got playmakers on on the offensive Wait, side of the ball. You said Saints all the way in that division, yeah. Are, are we're, you we're talking about this about uh, Almighty Bruce? Who? Bruce Arians with his Kango swag. You you cannot deny the Kango that is going to be walking down those sidelines. Are, are you? Are, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Now now let me tell you something. If you want to rate the coaches in their pimp level. There is no bigger pimp in the NFL than Bruce Arians. If you're going on that alone, that guy's swag, that guy is as cool as he can. He's a cool cat, right? But we're not talking about cool cats roaming the sideline. We're talking about getting it done on the football field. And I, no, I, I, there's nothing about Tampa Bay that says me that they're a threat in that division. Let let me tell you, Bruce Arians is a great offensive mind. Yes. Bruce Arians will bring the best out of Jameis Winston this year. Bruce, the, if you look at the Buccaneers' offense, they are poised to actually do something. The only thing that they're missing is a running game. They don't have a running back. But as far as from the aerial attack, 
Jameis will have one of his better seasons, if not his best season as a pro under Bruce Arians. Look for big things from Mike Evans. Look for good things from, from Godwin. You have O.J. Howard. You have Cameron wow. Bray. Oh, you, you talk I, about you talk I don't about even know loaded. you anymore. Well, hold on. We know. talked about loaded for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not comparing the Bucks to the Chiefs. Wow. Don't what, get me wrong. What are you, what are you drinking down there? Don't no get me wrong. In that water down there. Oh, but, my God. This is a Sunday in America. When you, when used to you have it at, Bay Bucks. Oh. When you look at weapon to weapon to weapon, oh. they they have got a lot of weapons on offense. They oh. just don't have a running back. And that's going to be the thing that I think ultimately will be their doom. But I think they're going to be quite quite competitive in that NFC South. I look for them to to really push the Saints. I got nothing. Can we go on to the West? Uh, I'm going to puke. I can't believe all the love now you're spewing to the Tampa Bay Bucks to the guy that used to yell all the time about the Tampa Bucks. I, I still don't up. like the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. Uh, and if you're listening and you're one of those bandwagon fans, now we do know one guy who is a legitimate fan. You know he bleeds the orange and you know all of that, and that that's that's our former uh, official word sports uh, cast member in row. But outside of that, the rest of the fans, they are a bunch of bandwagon, fair-weather fans. Nobody cares about the Bucs right now because they are coming off a bad season. But let them put three or four games together that they've won in a row. Then all of a sudden, oh, I've been a fan since 1970-something. And, oh, I got orange in this. And I, I can't stand those fans. Just like the same fans up in New England. Wow. And, and, no, Woo! seriously. Seriously, yeah, I, I know that that place was a ghost town. Yeah, I know a, what you're talking about. Ask a Patriot fan who Steve Grogan is, or who Tony Eason, or Andre Tippett, or Hartley Dykes. Ask him about those guys. How about Hannah? I bet you say John Hannah. Hannah. They have no idea. They say Hannah Montana. Right. Hannah <laughs> Montana. That's what they'd say. They don't know that. So don't tell me you're a fan. I don't want to hear that crap. And that's the same for the Bucks. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. But I do think that they're going to have a have a strong campaign this year. Uh, and it may be the thing that saves Jason Light's job, too. So there's only one place to go. And that's out to go see the Rams and Aaron Donald. Because <laughs> I, I don't care what the Seahawks did. The Seahawks, to me, are not going to compete against the Rams. Sean McVay has those boys primed and ready to go. Cooper Cup is back. You, you have a strong offense. Jared Goff, is, you know, he's, he needs to shake off what he did in the Super Bowl. But still, they they are a very solid, formidable team. Great defense, good speed, good offensive play calling. Any Super Bowl hangover from making it there? Well, you didn't win. And yeah, so you should be have that fire, but I, I worry about that. Golf just got paid. Uh, I worry about that, that. That that he did, but you know, I can tell you about losing in the Super Bowl. And yeah, you can. Uh, how you I don't know the, what that's like. I don't know what that's like. How, how you have the fire to go back the next year, but you know, at the end of the day, and and I try to explain this to people, Stevie D. When when you when you look in the standings and when you look at the the projections, what do they say? making it to the playoffs, right? 
it's the wild card playoff. It is the divisional playoff and it's the conference playoffs, right? Now the next game is the super bowl. Well, what's the bowl? What's a bowl game in college? It's an exhibition game. What's the super bowl? It's an exhibition game. That's all it is. So when, you know, you want to take a jab at my Buffalo Bills, we were four-time conference champions. Just remember that. You know, it, why is it always the teams that lose the Super Bowl say the same thing? Oh, nobody else has said that. I That is an official word sports original. Uh, that I, is I an know. original. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Man. I have not heard anybody call the Super Bowl an exhibition game. And I have not know. heard anybody eliminate the Super Bowl from the playoffs either. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. <laughs> well, so, uh, and, and to your point to the Rams, I mean, we, obviously we know that uh, the uh, – uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. The Seahawks are a good football team, but they're not enough to challenge. The 49ers, no, I don't think so. And uh, I just – I think the 49ers will be better this year. Uh, I, Jimmy Garoppolo looked awful in the preseason. I know it's just the preseason, and he's just getting his feet wet again. But man, he 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 looked bad. He looked bad. They better hope that the Italian stallion Jimmy Garoppolo, who's <laughs> dating porn stars, gets his head together because he looked awful. Um, uh, that's the second time that porn has been mentioned in the podcast. We're we're gonna have to change our rating <laughs> after this, right? Talk about Aaron Rodgers and now Jimmy Garoppolo. But Stevie D, let me ask you, what 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 are your thoughts about the Cardinals? You know, um, I don't know what to believe in Cliff Kingsbury out there. Um, I don't know what to take. I, I didn't see anything in the preseason that said, "Wow, I got hope coming into the pre into the regular season." They kept saying, "Oh, we're not showing anything until the regular season." Blah 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 blah. So, I don't know what to make out of the Cardinals. They're not going to contend. I just don't know how exciting they're going to be. So here, here's an interesting thing. When, when you talk about didn't see anything in the preseason, right? And, and I'm not I'm not uh, advocating Daniel Jones by any stretch of the imagination, but we talked about what he did in the preseason, right? And high QBR, high completion percentage, you know, even though a lot of his passes were checkdowns or, or short underneath routes. But you look at what, Kyler Murray was doing out there at times he looked lost right he was like do I run or do I stay well young man this is not college where you could just take off and, and run past some guy who's going to be working at Foot Locker next year that that just doesn't happen right these these are professional athletes out there all of these guys were the top of their team even though they may have been undrafted or they may have been fifth or sixth round draft picks when you look back at what they did in college, they were the best on their team. Yeah, look, Daniel Jones looked really good going up against two and threes. Right, he did what he needed to do. He didn't. He did. He, his passer rating wasn't eighty. His passer rating wasn't ninety. His passer rating was one thirty, and he got a lot of playing time. He did what he needed to do to show that yes, he could quarterback at least against the twos and threes. That he 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 can play quarterback because he, he didn't play. He right. belongs. He belongs. Well, Kyle Murray, uh, Ky, Kyle Murray, he was more like uh, he was definitely subpar, 
um, deer caught in headlights uh, at times. But like Cliff said, they really didn't run the offense that they've been doing uh, because they don't want to show anybody the offense. Well, what so are you going to show? What What is there to show? We know that that you're going to run a spread a, a spread option offense, right? Yeah. Look, I'm just saying what he's saying. Now, I don't know what he looks like in practice. I really don't know his playbook. Um, so it's going to be curious to see how it translates uh, their their playbook uh, and and being seeing it for the first time and and what he can do with that offense. But Kyler Murray did do it more against ones and twos where Daniel Jones did it against two and threes it makes a difference. Right. So, um, I, the jury's out on it. I don't know. Uh, I, that's something that, you know, I'm sure we'll dissect after the first or second week, how the rookies did, um, and, and talk about their performances. And, and, and I just hope the kid doesn't fall flat on his face. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Well, uh, you know, after, after we've broken down, all the all the divisions and what you have in, in the different conferences, it really now comes down to who's making the playoffs, right? And when I look at from the AFC perspective, um, and CBD, I know you kind of called some of yours out earlier. I, I like the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets to come out of the AFC East. That's right. I said it. I stand by it. And by week 17, I will be standing by it with my arms raised in the air saying, I told you so that the Bills and the Jets will reign supreme in the AFC East. Wow. <laughs> I, I got nothing to follow up on that one. There you <laughs> go. Now, CBD, as you mentioned, you had New England and the Bills coming out of the AFC East. We, we both like the Cleveland Browns coming out of the Central. I, I think that that's known. Uh, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC South. You like the Houston Texans with the Jaguars as a wild card. Yep. And then when we go to the AFC West, I like the Kansas City Chiefs and I like the Chargers to get the wild card because I think somebody's coming back. It's all dependent upon somebody coming back. If somebody doesn't come back, the AFC East will have three teams in the playoffs. <laughs> so it, New England, I haven't forgotten about you, but yeah, it, this all depends on Melvin Gordon. And then CBD in a surprise pick, you have the Oakland Raiders. What? Winning the AFC West. Yeah, yeah okay. If you're yeah. with me, knock out wood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 who's knocking on that wood? You, you, you are delusional from hard knocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> following the the life of Doss and and Kamimba and and uh, it, which it was nice to see that those guys got picked up. Well, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Hard Knocks, but nice to see that those guys. Well, actually, it's not really a spoiler if you follow the cuts. They who got picked up. Right. So, but it was nice to see those guys got picked up right away. Right, because they they want to follow you every single breath that you take and what you're doing and everything else. And then you go through the, the pain of, you know, having to go to cut down day. Doss was the one that shocked me. I'm going to be honest with you. Doss shocked me. I know they didn't cut him because he had a couple drops in the first quarter. I know they didn't cut him for that reason. That kid has a chance to be something. He, he sure he really does. does. Yeah. I mean, some of those catches he made it, that those aren't just lucky catches there. The, you can tell he's got the, the skill of 
to be a wideout in this league. And and uh, I think and what I what's so puzzling to me is that Gruden was so high on the kid, and then he got cut. It was just like Absolutely. I didn't see anything that deserved him to be cut. So and that's he why came, just, he came back. He came back in that game and, and balled out. It's not like the the last game, the pressure game that he just completely, you know, just threw up all over himself. No, I, you know, he had a bad couple, you know, passes, but then he he was catching everything. So it's very very surprising with that. But CVD, so when we look at this, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we have our wild cards. I have my bills now. I don't think my bills are going to be one of the top two to get a buy. So I think they're actually going to be battling against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think they beat out the Jaguars to get that number three spot. Oh my goodness. Am I saying this? Is this really true? I, I think my bills get the number three spot, but I that know. I don't know what's going on in that water down in Tampa, <laughs> but that means that it would to, in my opinion, it would be round three of Bill's Jets first round of the playoffs. Wow. Oh, oh, how you are not on board with that one? <laughs> Look at that, baby. Hey, it all sounds good. You, you got me into the playoffs. I just, I'm just not a believer like you are. But at the, at the end of the day, I think the AFC championship is going to be the Browns versus the Chiefs. And I, I'm not going against Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I I have I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl for the AFC. How about you? God dang it, I do too. Yeah, and, and, and JB, I know JB sitting there laughing his butt off right now because we got a bet, and, and and he's dying. He he's going to get. They made it to the Super Bowl. They didn't win it. The bet is that the Chiefs had to win. But we had a two bet because he he thought Jalen Ramsey was going to get traded to the Chiefs. Oh yeah, you're good with that one. Yeah, yeah. So I I think we're going to split. Um, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, but I definitely think this is the year the Chiefs get over the hump, barring any ca- catastrophic injuries. I I agree with that. When when we look at the NFC, now who's going to play the Chiefs? I don't think, even though I don't think there's a hangover, I don't think the Rams make it this Who year. Who that? Who that? Who that saying going to beat them Saints? That's all I, I got. I'm kind of with you there. Are you really? <laughs> I right. am kind of yeah. with you. Um, I, I think the that the Saints will will do what they need to do. They have, you know, Michael Thomas. They have Elvin Kamara. Yes, they, they lost Ingram, but, you know, I think they have enough on offense. Plus, you want to talk about something that's been burning you for the last 12 months? Oh, oh, oh. the non-call? Oh, 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 oh boy. Yeah. You want to talk about something that we're going to watch every every game day, you know, just before you go out on the field? Hey, hey, fellas, I just want you to watch this video again. And he's going to – Sean Payton's going to show him how the referee screwed him, and he's going to tell him, don't let it ever get close like this again. And you watch the Saints, they're going to win double digits. And they will be playing in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Which is funny because it's the it, it'll be the matchup of the losers of the championship games from last year. Yep. And then the winner. Who do you have as the winner between those two? Oh, God. Why are you doing this to me? 
I want JB to hear it. Uh, say it loud, say it proud. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't. The hear winner you. of the Super Bowl is Patrick Mahomes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be riding his back. Now, I, I, honestly, I, I the only the thing that the only thing that's gonna stop the Chiefs is their defense. Right, and the chief, the Chiefs defense has got to just get me a couple of four and outs, right, three and outs. Just give me a couple of three and outs, and, and they'll win the Super Bowl. I I actually have the Saints winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that this is going to be Drew Brees' swan song. I think he's going to go out with a Super Bowl victory. I think they're going to do it for Drew. And he's done everything he needed to do. Right, had the passing record last year. Now let me just get a Super Bowl and I'm out. And I think the Saints win. I think Andy Reid going to get it. So CVD, let let's take a look at, of course, at the after the Super Bowl, or actually just the week before the Super Bowl, we will the NFL will be announcing its awards. And you know, a couple of these are, are kind of questionable. And now we're not going to take that long to go over each one, but. If we look at most valuable player, I think we both agree. Number 15. From Patrick Texas Mahomes. Tech. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'll be Pat Mahomes. The offensive player of the year. Now, we, we were talking about this off air, right? This this award makes no sense, whether it be That's offensive great. player of the year or defensive player of the year. It, to your point, valid point, 100%. If you are the most valuable player in the league, and you're how, an offensive player. How are you not the offensive player of the year? I mean, this this is the whole millennial everybody gets a participation trophy type thing. Because now they want to give it to somebody else. Well, you already got a trophy. We have to give it to somebody else. No, it should be Pat Mahomes. But if I eliminate Pat Mahomes from this, you know, it's it's a coin toss between Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. Drew Not Brees. to mention both members of Team Young Guns. Just putting it out there, Drew, what Drew a Brees. dynamic yeah. team that is. Drew Brees. And I have Drew Brees in one of my leagues, and I got Patrick Mahomes in one of my leagues. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go because I think Patrick Mahomes should be both, but we know that doesn't happen, so I'm going with Drew Brees. It's my – And I'm actually – and I hope this doesn't happen, but I actually do not think that Saquon is going to repeat what he did last year because I don't think that people have enough confidence in Eli, nor will they have enough confidence in Daniel Jones when they cut, when he comes into the game, that I think that you're going to start to see the box stacked. You're going to see a lot, a lot more eight and nine man fronts going up against Saquon. And I think Baker with all of his weapons, including OBJ, is going to put up some crazy numbers, and he's going to be running all around the field, and Baker Mayfield gets Offensive Player of the Year. For Defensive Player of the Year, we split on this one. Well, i got to be honest with you. Uh, you have Aaron Donald, and I, I, I love Aaron Donald. I just had to be different. I'm, and it's going to be the return of the Mac, baby. It's going to be the return of the Mac. Khalil Mac, baby. Gonna be the return. Rick Morrison over there. All right, all right. Yeah, I did have Aaron Dow. Now, offensive rookie of the year. This is a hard one. Actually, it wasn't is... hard for me. I, it took me two seconds to come up with this answer. Well, here's why it's hard. 
it's hard because I don't think that there's anybody who's a legitimate candidate, including the guy I picked to be offensive rookie of the year. Oh, I don't. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's gonna have a great year. And with Dwayne Haskins starting the season on the bench, with Daniel Jones starting the season on the bench, you could have a sleeper in Devin Singletary. Don't sleep on Devin Singletary. Now that LaShawn McCoy is jettisoned to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's not really being jettisoned. But uh, now that now that LaShawn McCoy is out of the picture, Devin Singletary now has his chance to step up and, and be an elite back in the NFL. So why don't Only, you change your pick? Why don't you change your pick and pick your boy? Well, why don't you I'm go not, on the limb? Why don't you go on the limb? Because yeah, you he's going to be, he's gonna be split in time with Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon. That's not the if problem. he's the man. Not if he's the man. Uh, he can step you're going to have a three-headed monster there. So I, I'm going with Kyler Murray, um, but I, I don't think Kyler's going to have that great of a year. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he's just going to have a. He's going to be the, just the default guy. He, he is. However, on the defensive side of the ball, I gave it to your boy, Ed Oliver. Oh, 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 and I gave it to Devin Bush. <laughs> hey, can I can I say something real quick? Is it about I, the Buffalo Bills? No, it's okay. not. It's not. Once again, even though I don't think they're going to have a good year, and even though I bashed them and said that they lost Antonio Brown and and uh, Le'Veon Bell and blah 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 about the Steelers. The Steelers once again exemplify what a class organization that they are. That after the after cutdown day, Ryan Shazier is still on the team on the physically unable to participate list. What a stand stand up thing to do by that organization. Stand up. Uh, unheard of. Unheard of. In a day in this age where uh, teams do the right thing like that for a player, it, you're right. Yeah, you really have to give the Steeler organization, the Rooney family, a, a lot of credit for for what they've done. And you know, I, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I appreciate something like that. And I and and I can root for your organization when you do good things. So. Kudos to the Steelers and kudos to Devin Bush, who by a slim margin wins defensive rookie of the year over my boy, Ed Oliver. Wow. Uh, I, I'm done talking about the ball. Can we talk about a New York Jet here finally? Well, oh, look at that. Comeback player of the year on deck. <laughs> now, let's talk about comeback, this baby. He's making a comeback. Comeback player of the year. Because the Steelers wouldn't pay my boy. He came home. Came home to the JETS, so, baby. Comeback player. He did not play last year because teams were cheap trying well, to screw him. There's no reason. He he could have. They offered him a franchise tag. They screwed now, him. They, he didn't get screwed. Pay they the offered man. him money. Pay the they man. offered him money, and he didn't want to take what they were giving. You know, you're so pro owner. It's getting disgusting. And he, I am. And he sits out the entire 17 yeah. weeks. Yeah. 16 games, he sits out. Yep. And now he's eligible for comeback player of the year. That's right. Oh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Le'Veon Bell, baby, comeback player of the year. But he's going to win it. 
yeah. <laughs> he's going to win it. He's going to rush for 1,200 yards. He's going to catch, what, another five, 600 yards. He's going to have 1,800 yards total scrimmage. He'll, he'll win it, but he doesn't deserve it. Oh. If I'm Le'Veon Bell, I say, you know what? I can't accept this award. This needs to go to somebody a little bit more deserving, like a Carson Wentz who's coming off injury. Maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, somebody like that. But we know he won't do that because, you know, he's a Jet now, right? And as a Jet, you just think about yourself. You don't think about the team. You don't think about the league. You you just think about yourself. What? 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 No, I don't know. I don't. This conversation (laughs) went so sideways really quick. Unbelievable. You like how we got there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not liking it, to be honest with you. I've been hearing about these Buffalo Bills. I even have you guys making the playoffs. I, I, I got like my my tongue is numb right now. It's like I, I put my uh, battery on my tongue right now. I got that weird feeling. Did you Come, say you got your tongue pierced? No. You know when you ever put a battery to test if it's got life in? You ever put the battery on your tongue and you get that, uh, not like a shock, but you get that little. Uh, I, thought, uh, I thought you were saying you had your tongue pierced. I was like, what? What do you think I'm a millennial? <laughs> Once again, this show is going sideways. <laughs> All right. And so the last award that we have is for Coach of the Year. This one's going to be a tough one. Freddie, now you go, you, you Freddie. go with yours. It, it, who, who do you select, Stevie? I got Freddie, baby. I got Freddie. Freddie who? The guy, you know, Hugh Jackson had him on the staff. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie. Freddie Kitchens, baby. So I I have him there as well, but I have it right now. I don't think he deserves it because he's playing with a stacked deck. I mean, that deck is stacked. We've already talked about all the different uh, additions and and the players that they have and how they're going to run through the AFC North. But, but it's not easy just to have, just because you have all these names, it's not easy to get them to play unselfish football. And, and play team football when you have so many weapons. It's not as easy. But Stevie it's D, not, it's not as when, easy. when you take down the champs, shouldn't you be the champ? They they say in boxing, in a championship fight, you got to knock out the champ. I see the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets knocking out the champs. And I think that their, their coaches who are running the sidelines – the quarterback whisper and the process <laughs> and the process guy, you know, I think that those two guys will, will win or should be winners, not co-winners, but they should be winners of the you gotta uh, pick one, coach you gotta of the pick, year. You got to pick one. You're going to go with Sean McDermott. You gotta well, then I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to take Sean McDermott because yeah. I believe in the process. Wow, he's buying in finally. Finally buying in. I'm not buying into that process. You hear that, Sean? You You turned him. You flipped him, Sean. You got rid of everybody that Rex had. Oh, I can't believe that. He got you to the playoffs. Okay. You know what? He got you to the playoffs. Did he not get you to the playoffs? It's time for for fantastic finishes. All right, let's move on. Stevie D, fantastic finishes is brought to you by Wanna Follow. And for our fantastic finishes, DVD, we go back to the official Word Sports Fantasy Football League. Yeah. We get started tomorrow. 
It, it is nothing but a winner-take-all, bare-knuckle battle that we're going to have for 17 weeks. Well, actually, in fantasy world for, for 16 weeks. But it's going to be a battle. And I think only one team's going to re- reign supreme, and that's Team Young Guns. Oh, please. And now please we have some people out this. there. We have some people out there who want to start talking trash. Talking about old men and all this kind of what what are you talking about? What are you talking about? If you want to have if you have something to say, then come on the show and say it. Wow. No, don't Ooh. say it by tweet. Don't say wow. it by text. Don't wow. say it by post. Step up. Raise your game. Right, Let me JB. hear you say something. Oh, all right. I, 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 JB, I think, I think he's calling for you, JB. That's what I'm thinking. All right. We're going to have to set it up, JB. Get the phone ready. You're dialing it in, baby. Well, he's going to need to dial in because, you know, here, here you come on the eve of the football season, the eve of fantasy football, and you want to start talking trash now? You know, what What was the, the famous line from Ali? The champ is here. The champ is here. That's right, baby. Team Young Guns. We are the champs. We are going to reign what? supreme. I don't know. We're paper champs right now. <laughs> the paper champs. <laughs> yeah, I was on a little bit of a roll. I kind of enjoyed that. <laughs> All right, well, we're going we're gonna to set this up, JB. We'll, we'll see if you're going to come on the show here and uh, – you guys aren't playing each other week one, are you? No, I go against the Daily Stolic. Oh, Ooh. yeah. It, it, he was afraid to come on the show, too. Yeah, I, I'm calling wow. you out, too. Mr. Wow. Mr. Sean Barber. That's wow. right. I'm calling you out. <laughs> calling Sean out. Oh, boy. Yeah, next wow. time we get Sean, I'd let, you let him know. You let him know. All right, game on. I, you're just calling out everybody. I, I am. Is there anybody else I need to call out? I, I don't I don't think so. I, I had a proposed trade out there, and the guy didn't bite on it. It would have been an interesting trade, though. I was willing to trade my Chicago Bears defense for <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> Chicago Bears defense. Hold on. Eight-pointing week. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. For DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah, that, that's a great trade proposal right there. <laughs> you know, there's always that one guy that throws out that crazy trade just to see if somebody's going to bite, to see what the level of fantasy football knowledge is. So we're we're in negotiations, and he says, you know, I really want that Bears defense. I said, well, you can have them. What are you willing to give up? You know, I have to look at my roster. I said, let me make it easy for you. I'll either take... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even take this serious right now. I, and I, you know, I swear, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I said, you know, let me make this easy for you. I'll either take DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones. And he's like, wow, you want one of my best ones? Well, hey, you're taking what the best defense in the league. And then I said, but you know what? You know, you're probably going to be getting a little too much. I think I need you to throw in an, an additional player. So I'm trying to get two players, one of which would be DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones plus a player for the Bears defense. Just, just so you know, as, as part commissioner, I would never approve that trade. <laughs> for the for the how do I know we weren't set up as the rest of the league on that trade? I'm just gonna say that right now. I I don't know how I could say that with with a straight face. I really don't. <laughs> 
But it was so funny as it was going down. I was just like, okay, okay. You know, I, I, I take a player like a Dante Moncrief or something like that. I, I can't I can't even fathom Hopkins or, or Julio Jones for the Bears defense and maybe even a, a secondary player. No, I, I I think you're lying. I I, I, I want to see I'm, the transcripts. I want to see the transcripts. I want to hear the, the the phone call. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Yes, you 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 heard it first. The Bears D for DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones and a player to be named later. <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yes, it, it is fantasy season is back. CBD, I found my way into an eliminator league. I'm excited about that. I love those eliminator leagues. Have you played in one before? No, no, I have not. So you you know what the eliminator is, though, right? That way you just pick one team and then they're off the board. Yeah, yeah. You you only get one shot at, at the apple, right? So you you take whoever you think is your best matchup, but you kind of have to go through all 17 weeks, right, to make sure that you're not going to use that team. So if I'm taking the Chiefs, why, why am I going to use the Chiefs early, That's right, right. In, in, right, in a game you know that you're going to win? I don't want to give away all my strategies. Yeah, but I, I like, for me, <laughs> it's a lockdown pick Jets over Buffalo week one. Call it a day and move on, baby. Oh, I like how you snuck that in there. Very nice. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Very, Very nice. nice. And speaking of tips, as we get ready to wrap this up, speaking of tips, you like the whole little Madden tip I gave you, huh? I did. I rolled it up on your Buffalo Bills. That's all right. Record-breaking performance. That's all right. That's some good stuff. Yeah. But then the following week, then the following week, I couldn't do anything on offense. But see, this is what you do as you retire. You you look to others and you try to uh, impart some of your knowledge. Right, some Dude, of your wisdom. My New York you, Jets you, rolled up seventy three points on all Madden, baby. Exactly, that just doesn't happen just every day. Eight and, minute and, quarters, accelerated clock going. I and CBD, if our listeners out there would like tips on how to become a Madden professional, you know, reach out to us. Uh, you know, at Twitter at Real OW Sports. Hit us up on our website, officialwordsports.com, and we could set up something through PayPal or Vimo or a GoFundMe, and we'll make sure that we provide you with the latest tips that you need. $29.99. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're here for our fans, trying to make you to be number one. And maybe you could be on ESPN playing with those tips, playing in a Madden Bowl. You never know. So, CBD, that's going to wrap it up. The the football preview from Official Word Sports. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. You know, it's like the, the day before Christmas. That's really what it is. Nobody circles wait. the wagons like my New York Jets, baby. Oh. How dare you? How dare you? What? Use, what? what? use a what? phrase that has been patented. By the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> and try to use that with your New York Jets or New Jersey Jets, as Whoa. I should say, as I follow the the travels of my Buffalo Bills, and somehow we're traveling to New Jersey. Does this count like a London game or something? Since we're not playing in your your home yeah, state, I, I, yeah, I remember having to travel to Canada to play the ball. The 
Canadian Bills there for a couple of years. He, he only played us one time over there. Yeah, well, he still played over there. We liked the beer. That That's all that was about. It was about partying <laughs> and drinking beer. Yeah. Hey, I guess we're going to Atlantic City to go gamble. That's why we're in <laughs> <Yeah>. Jersey. <laughs> all right, let's go. All right. Well, listen, again, it's been a pleasure. I love, you know, talking sports, love talking football. Can't wait for the season to get started and all the good things that go with the NFL being back. So this is going to wrap it up. I'm Vince. I'm Steve. We'll talk to you soon.